0: Welcome to Guys Without Helmets, a podcast all about pro and fantasy football. My name is Dave, I'm your host, and I'm joined as always by my guys Josh and Caleb. Today's the day we've been looking forward to, guys. We we are going to break down and give you guys a complete 32-pick mock NFL draft. We originally had planned to do something a little different, kind of like last week, and and each of the guys here kind of give you a breakdown of who we think they're going to pick here in the draft. But we're throwing a curveball right here in the Guys Without Helmet studio. The curveball is this. I'm going to read the pick, and then we're going to do a full-on live mock draft, meaning this isn't scripted. Once they're off the board, they're off the board, and that's going to affect potentially the next pick. Sound like fun, guys? Sounds great. So let's get right into it. Guys, I'm going to skip some of the formalities early on because I think it's a foregone conclusion. I think everyone who watches football knows that Trevor Lawrence from Clemson will be the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So we're not going to waste time talking about Trevor. Everyone on the planet who's seen football the last couple of years knows what he's capable of. And we're also not going to waste a lot of time on the New York Jets pick. The New York Jets have made emphatically said that they will take Zach Wilson. There's no secrets. Uh, I would say the first two picks in the draft are a foregone conclusion. Would you all agree? They're making it seem that way, yeah. Yeah. So let's move right in. And you guys you guys just jump in with a third pick overall. And as of today, this has been a huge topic around the NFL because suddenly there's, there's rumors that, the San Francisco Forty ers now may have changed up their plan. Um, so, Josh, I'm going to move to you first, if that's all right. With the third pick, the San Francisco 49ers will select.
1: I'm going to select Justin Fields, Ohio State. I think San Francisco knew what they're doing when they traded up. I think they're fine with getting Mac Jones or Lance or Fields, mm-hmm. but I think Fields is is the guy they want. You know, when you look at Fields' pro day, mm-hmm. and it was Shanahan and the 49ers were there. Probably had the best pro day of every quarterback in this draft as well as probably his second quarterback in general behind Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. in ter- in terms of game. And I think the 49ers are just giving people a hard time with their picks, <laughs> to be honest.
0: With where they're drafting, you know, I don't think they need to play hide-and-seek with other teams, but GMs never give you the full, you know? Yeah. Yeah, especially because the next pick's Atlanta, and he might have some bad blood from that. He used to work there. Yeah, let's talk about that pick, because again, I think the fourth pick to me has been the one that's given me the most grief. And here's why. Because conventional wisdom says you need more pieces than just one. But what changes that? So my initial thought is the Falcons should, you know, trade that pick, get a couple other picks, and, and let's build a team here. But then you have a generational player potentially sitting there, and they, they act like they still could need a quarterback. So, Caleb, with the fourth pick, the Atlanta Falcons take? I believe they get Kyle Pitts tight
2: in from Florida. Okay. Um, he's a massive receiver. I mean, he's physical he's everything you want in a receiver he's tight end but he plays more like a receiver you think he'll play tight end in the league <sighs> that's tough i think he will i think they'll line him up in the slot a lot because he is a mismatch for mm-hmm. other teams and i think deciding on what julio does soon if he retires or gets traded or stays that determines what they'll do with Pitts.
0: yeah and i think i don't think it's any coincidence suddenly julio jones the topic of lots and lots of speculation apparently people teams have been contacting the falcons in seeking a trade potentially for Julio. So you think that could have an impact on this pick?
2: Yeah, I think it can. I mean, teams contact Julio every year because he's Julio. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only more this year because they have cap problems in Atlanta. Right. And they need to
0: readjust contracts or get rid of some people. Okay. So Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Pitts are off the board. So with the fifth pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select... Panay Sewell from Oregon. I think...
1: With with the last thing they saw of Joe Burrow was him getting injured, mm-hmm. as well as their running back, Joe Mixon, going Joe down. Joe Migraine.
2: Joe
0: Migraine? Yeah,
2: because he's never healthy for you on your fantasy team. Oh, boy. I mean, he gives you a migraine,
1: yeah. yeah. Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon both down for most of the season. I think that's a priority for them, obviously, if they're trying to start up this new offense, the new head coach, new quarterback, new everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a big priority, as well as them showcasing his scar when they
0: release the new uniforms. Yeah, that was something. It was front and center in that yeah. picture. That's Gosh, yeah. No, I agree. I think it's, it's again, it's smart. I, I mean, I have, you know, Penesula as, as the best option at this position. I, I think it's a no-brainer. you got to protect your, your assets. And this quarterback is their future. You know, they put every duck in that row, so it makes perfect sense to me. Uh, I think there's enough depth in some other positions that they can help themselves out a little later. Okay, the Miami Dolphins have moved around a bit this draft. Uh, Caleb, what do you think they're going to do with the sixth pick in this draft?
2: I believe Miami selects wide receiver Devontae Smith to help out their quarterback Tua because they played together in Alabama mm-hmm. and they're both they
0: have a good chemistry together. Yeah, I think I think that's a good choice. Mm-hmm. I n- I know they want a wide receiver at that position. I think that's popular. What do you think, Josh? Yeah,
1: I mean, they've had early connections since day one. It's ever since Tua replaced Hurts in the championship game, Devontae Smith caught that game winner. The couple of snaps he was in, he made a big play immediately with Tua. Yep. And like- uh, something else I wanted to add, not to do with Devontae Smith, but a possibility is. Um, George Patton, Broncos GM, and Chris Greer, Dolphins GM, worked together on the Dolphins in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. One was the director of pro personnel, and one was a scout. So if there's a connection there that could possibly be a trade, who knows? If they want to move up for Mac Jones, Trey Lance, whatever, that's a possibility there with close
2: connections.
0: With the seventh pick, the Detroit Lions select. This is where the draft can get a little spicy.
2: Okay. I think if Detroit keeps the pick, they can go waddle and get a receiver. Or Jamar Chase, obviously. Yeah. He's probably the best available. Right. But I believe that New England will be aggressive this year and trade up. Okay. Trade up from the 15th spot to the 7th spot. So you're saying New England is now on the clock. Yep. And I believe that they get Trey Lance. Oh, aggressive. Because they're building their offense for a mobile quarterback, and I don't believe Cam Newton's the answer. they got two big tight ends. Their scheme is
0: pushing towards that kind of offense. Okay. So, New England trades up and takes the seventh pick from Detroit, who are now down to 15. That means the Carolina Panthers are now on the board.
1: And with this pick, I'm actually going to have a trade, since Trey Lance is now here, and the Panthers don't need a receiver. So, we're getting a little spicy back-to-back. I have to the back. Eagles trade up, oh, okay. Carolina Panthers, and draft Jamar Chase.
0: All right. So, the draft board's changing again. So, Carolina... Trades with Philly. Philly's on the clock. And Philly, with the 8th pick, now takes Chase. All right? So this puts us in a predicament because now we had uh, the number 9 pick, the Denver Broncos. Uh, had some options there. I thought quarterback originally. um, But... What do you guys think with the ninth pick now, the Denver Broncos select? I think they get Mac
2: Jones, quarterback from Alabama. He just fell right in their laps in this situation, and I think he's the best available for them. They've been looking for a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired, and it's pretty obvious, so this, I think this helps them out a lot.
0: Yeah, and do you guys think of the of these guys we've talked about, they're saying that, that he is the most plug-and-play, pro-style, patient, calm, you know. Is that the type of quarterback that you think will work well in the system is what you're saying?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, they have a good O-line, and they got a lot of weapons last year. They have Jerry Judy. He's going to explode. Cortland Sutton will be healthy, and Noah Fant when he's healthy. It's going to be really good for Mac Jones if he does go there.
0: Okay, I agree. That could be a great scenario. And
2: you know, I prefer Mac Jones there at the Broncos just because
1: if Trey Lance is going to be there and be a developmental player, mm-hmm. there isn't really someone there to bring him up and
0: progress them right and this is where I think the maturity of Mac Jones really helps this position Uh, Dallas is on the board with the 10th pick overall who do the Dallas Cowboys select
1: J.C. Horn cornerback from South Carolina Uh, the Cowboys really love Kyle Pitts and I think they really value his opinion and he said that J.C. Horn was the toughest defender he's ever played against Mm -hmm. and I think that's a big thing for the Cowboys considering if Kyle Pitts was there they would draft him
0: yeah and I mean there's no question that they need defensive help Uh, Their offensive line seems to be coming back or at least getting healthier, so I think that's a plus. And uh, new scheme, new coach on the defense, I I agree. That seems like a great pickup for them. Okay. We have 10 down with the Dallas Cowboys selecting J.C. Horn. The Giants uh, are right behind Dallas with the 11th pick and on the clock. Uh, Caleb, what do you think is going to happen there in New York? I believe the Giants get linebacker for Penn State, Micah Parsons. I think their defense has struggled
2: a lot last year and it was obvious in games. I believe they were the Bottom third of the league in defense Mm -hmm. as far as yardage allowed. Yeah, linebacker Micah Parsons, he is a top prospect this year. He should help them out a lot.
0: All right, so Philadelphia traded that pick with Carolina, and now Carolina is on the board at 12. What do we see happening with Carolina?
1: What I think they would have chosen at pick eight if the Eagles wouldn't trade up was Rashawn Slater. I think they get Rashawn Slater to pair with their new quarterback since they weren't able to get Justin Fields. They traded for Sam Darnold, and now they're getting protection for him.
0: Okay, it looks like uh, that worked out well for them to be able to slide back down a little bit and get the player that they needed. So let's move across the, the country here with the 13th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers. will select Patrick Sertain,
2: corner from Alabama. They lost some corners last year, and I think that they really need to shore up somebody, and Patrick Sertain would have thought to have been a little bit earlier in the draft, mm-hmm. and he kind of fell down in
0: this one, so I think they'll get him there. Yeah, big body, uh, strong, fast, uh, can, can hit and cover really well. So, excellent. That will work well with their defense. Okay, we're going to move into the 14th pick. Minnesota last year took a wide receiver at this position uh, when they drafted in the first round. What do you think they're going to do with the 14th pick this year? With
1: this pick, they're going to add a little to their edge rush. and so They mm-hmm. get Daniel Hunter back, but they also bring in Jalen Phillips from Miami. They won a couple of games without getting any sacks, so they need some more additional pressure out there. And I think that's a good pair with Daniel Hunter.
0: Oh, I totally agree. He's on the top of my edge rush, so I think he's a great choice for that team, for that scheme. Um, That'll be an excellent choice for them. Okay, so Detroit has pushed their way back now um, with New England. They are in the 15th slot, so the Detroit Lions are on the board. I believe they select wide receiver Jalen Waddle
2: from Alabama. They... Don't really need to get him that early at 7. That's why I think that the someone will trade up for that pick because he would slide in this draft, I believe, Mm -hmm. and they need some speed on their offense.
0: Okay. So the New England Patriots traded to Detroit. Detroit now has Waddle. Okay. All right, Arizona, they're on the board at 16. Uh, Speculations have all been pretty locked in on this one. What do you guys think they're going to do with that pick?
1: With this pick, I think the Cardinals are actually going to trade back as the player they want for their secondary is still going to be there later.
0: Okay. So who is who are they going to trade with? I think they're
1: going to trade with Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh is going to get one of the best coverage linebackers and linebackers in period and Jeremiah Ousu Kormoro.
0: Ooh, that would be so dirty if they can pull that off.
1: One of the Steelers' biggest problems is covering slot receivers. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah was able to do that routinely in college, including against Amari Rogers, one of the fast slot guys in
0: college. Okay, so Arizona has now moved down to Pittsburgh where they were at 24. So let's move on to 17. With the 17th pick, the lost Vegas Raiders select.
2: Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. He's a linebacker or defensive end. He could play either one. Um, He's one of those big character guys. He has a lot of integrity. He's a good guy from what it seems, and I think that's what Vegas has been really drafting the past few years. With the 18th pick,
0: the Miami Dolphins select.
1: I think they get their partner for the Austin Jackson who they drafted last year and Elijah Vera Tucker from the same school USC okay I think there's a get a pairing there in those two
0: a little bit more uh, protection up front for the now second year starter Tua Tungabailoa all right Washington I think uh I think their roster is way better than it has been in the past I think their defense is their strength with the 19th pick the Washington football team selects
2: Yeah, I think Washington, they definitely need some help on their defense secondary-wise. I mean, their front seven is one of the best in the league. I think that they go cornerback from Virginia Tech, Caleb Farley, to really help them out because they lost some guys at the cornerback position last year.
0: Caleb Farley staying close to home, going from Virginia Tech to the Washington football team. Okay. Chicago. I know we've been critical of these guys with their quarterback selection and, and some of their general manager moves in the past, but they are on the board at 20. Where do you guys see them? going with their 20th pick.
1: They lost a couple players at this position, lost some depth pieces in a starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to go with Christian Darasol. I think they're taking best available here. There's not much that they really need on the
0: defensive side other than corners. I would agree. I had him going a little higher, um, so I think that's a, that's a great pick for them if he's still available on the board. The 21st pick goes to the Indianapolis Colts. Who do they select, guys? Outside linebacker Aziz Ojalari from
2: Georgia. He plays defensive end as well. I think that really helps them out on their pass rush because they do have some problems there they need to address.
1: Yeah, I think edge rush is a big spot for them considering they lost Justin Houston and they lost some other guys and Denico Autry and some depth pieces. So I think it's a big need for them on that line.
0: Yeah, I agree. And for a team that seems to already have a roster that is um, a perennial playoff team, maybe even ready to make a, a Super Bowl run with some additions, I think that's a fantastic pickup. Okay, the Tennessee Titans are on the board at 22. With the, the 22nd pick, who do you guys see them taking?
1: Yeah, with this pick, I'm going to take one of A.J. Brown's teammates and make them teammates again with Elijah Moore from Old
0: Miss. Okay,
1: There's a slot receiver, and he's going to be immediately the wide receiver two on that team behind A.J. Brown because there's no one else there.
0: Dynamic duo for sure. All right, so the Jets picked number two. The Jets have another pick. It is the 23rd pick. The New York Jets select. The Jets here, they go defense. They get edge rusher from Miami, Gregory
2: Rousseau. I think that this really helps them out. I mean, they hope they got something big in Quentin Williams a couple years ago, but it really hasn't shaken out what they thought. I think getting more guys on that edge to put some pressure on that division, especially like the Patriots and the Bills coming out of nowhere and being good and the Dolphins rising up, I think really getting some edge rushers out there will really help them out.
0: Okay. Uh, We recently said that Arizona and Pittsburgh, who originally had this pick, Uh, have traded so arizona's on the board at 24 and uh, i believe josh you had mentioned that the trade so you go ahead and take this one where do you see them picking here at 24
1: yeah originally i was going to get caleb farley if he fell but Mm -hmm. i'm going to go with the next best corner and grab greg newsome from northwestern
0: all right moving right along the uh jaguars of course were the first pick and they have the 25th pick and with that pick caleb they select
2: I see the Jaguars going defensive tackle. I think they get Christian Barmore from Alabama. Um, they really need some big guys on that defense to help them out a little bit because Jonathan Taylor's in town in his division, and they also have Derek Derrick Henry, and they really need some, some hole pluggers there. Yeah, they've been adding
1: a couple edge rushers in the past couple seasons, and they've lost a couple defensive tackles here and there. So adding to that in such a shallow defensive tackle draft, I think that's a big key for them unless they're going to grab someone like Levi Onzariki in the second round.
0: All right, Cleveland is on at 26. Cleveland picks before Baltimore. So where do you guys see the Cleveland Browns going with this pick?
1: It might be a stretch, but it's a linebacker, Jamon Davis from Kentucky. Okay. I think he's similar, similarly to Jeremiah in the same needs for the Steelers or the same needs for the Browns.
0: All right. The Baltimore Ravens have made some moves in the offseason with the 27th pick. Caleb, where do you see the Baltimore Ravens going? I believe that they
2: go wide receiver here. I think that they stretch a little bit and get Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State. I think they've addressed, well, somebody, a hidden GM, has addressed how much they like him, and I think that, that this is a stretch again. I think that Baltimore does have their eyes on them, him because he is kind of that Steve Smith type player. He's a bully ball slot receiver. He can do really anything you want. You put him on the outside or in the slot. Um, I think that's the perfect fit for their offense.
0: Uh, New Orleans, they've got a late pick here at 28. Uh, Where do you guys see the New Orleans Saints drafting?
2: Yeah, I think the Saints
1: generally grab best available no matter what, other than O-line, basically. And uh, I think they're going to go with Trevon Merig safety from TCU. Basically, consensus safety one at this point. So I think that's a need for them considering they have some old safeties back there.
0: Yeah, we had said before that their team is good, but they're they're aging, and they've just got to start filling some of these gaps as these players get older and begin to move on. So, excellent pickup for them. All right, with the 29th pick, the Green Bay Packers are on the board. Do they finally draft some people to help Aaron Rodgers, or what do you think they do with this pick? I think they
2: do finally do that. I believe they get Rashad Bateman, wide receiver from Minnesota. Um, he'd be the perfect fit for them on the other side of Devontae Adams replacing MVS and all the other Bench warmers they've been having the past years. Right. And finally get Aaron Rodgers a weapon that could be useful outside of his running back and Devontae Adams.
0: All right, so Green Bay is off the board. With the 30th pick, the Buffalo Bills select. I think this is a stretch because Buffalo is
2: a good running football team. They have mm-hmm. a lot of success. A lot of weapons already. Yeah, a lot of weapons at the running back position. They have Singletary, Moss, and obviously Josh Allen sniping touchdowns every game. I think that they go for Travis Etienne. To get rid of that committee there. He's a running back from Clemson. He's a top two running back in this draft. I believe he's two. I think he's the first running back off the board. Buffalo needs to address that so they can get rid of that committee and really have a reliable guy down there.
0: Okay. Interesting pick with Najee still left on the board, but I like it. Travis Etienne is a Buffalo Bill in this draft. All right. That brings us into the home stretch. The 31st pick, the Baltimore Ravens select.
1: You think the Ravens are going to take Jason Owa from Penn State, edge rusher. I think he's immediately going to step in for the loss that they've recently had in both edge rushers, and I think he's I think he's a good pick here at 31.
0: All right, so this would round us out, guys. Uh, Tampa Bay has the final pick in the first round. Who, who are they going with here?
2: If there isn't a trade, I would like to see a trade here. That'd be interesting, but I think they go for cornerback depth, and they get Asante Samuel, okay. Jr., He's a corner from Florida State. I think that really helps them out. They need some depth on their defense. Their defense is really solid. They just lack that depth they need because if someone gets injured next year, then they're not going to know what to do unless they sign some people.
0: All right, and the crazy thing about these drafts, is, you know, we watch them and we talk about them every year. Uh, we don't know when people are just going to trade up and down. We don't know. And it's obviously a game of chess or, or cat and mouse or however you want to put that. You know the GMs are never going to play their cards. It's very rare that we get a situation unless they're early, like you know, like Trevor. I mean, it's it's been a foregone conclusion for a very, very long time. But I think the draft gets really tricky when you start looking at San Francisco starting to play it a little different, and Atlanta is a huge swing, and you know Miami's been all over this thing trading, and Detroit. Uh, we just don't know. You'd think Carolina, you know, as you guys said, would be able to get their guy by trading back and and but who knows if they go after a quarterback we just don't know so something that stood out to me in our draft and I'm sure if we did this again it may even come out a little different if we did it uh but just just playing with what we have here a couple names just popped out that did not go Najee Harris for example Kadarius Tony names that I would have thought or I had slated to go in the first round what do you guys think about those guys anybody you think that with our mock mock draft are noticeably absent from being drafted
1: yeah, mock drafts are going to be weird, and you're going to leave out a couple players right. when you're doing it with other people. We all obviously don't think the same. But a couple of names that probably are going to be first-round picks that we did not have in here mm-hmm. is tackle or offensive lineman Tevin Jenkins, yep. as well as edge rusher Quiddy Pei. And you might also oh, yeah. see Washington players, both on defense, Anzariki and Tryon.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Caleb, what about you, and what do you think? Yeah, I think obviously Najee Harris is the best running back in the draft, but as you saw last year, they kind of slip. Um, I don't think anyone really needs a running back right now in the first round other than maybe Buffalo helping them out a little bit because they have struggled with that committee down there. Sure. Kadarius Toney is a top five receiver on a lot of people's boards, but I don't think he's drafted in the first round. I think if you want to think of other players that will be drafted soon, I think someone trades up in the second round for Kyle Trask. Right. And he's fourth in Heisman votes. I mean, he's not He's not a bum. I think he lost a lot of weight. He looks a lot more healthier. He's been training a lot this offseason. Sure. I think he goes somewhere that needs a quarterback like Pittsburgh or maybe the Raiders even.
0: Yeah, and there's definitely notable players at the quarterback position we've talked about that would be better suited for late round, where they will probably be. And a lot of people were saying uh, that this draft could be more like, like the, what is it, the 83 draft that had six or six or seven quarterbacks going in the first round. or. Anyway, I don't think it's going to be the case. I think that those quarterbacks will go later. Um, what do you think, Josh?
1: I think the guys that we stated will probably be the only ones there. You could possibly see Kellen Mond or Davis Mills. It's more of a surprise than anything, but some people like them, so you never really know. And as well as receivers, you might see see Tony or Terrence Marshall. That's also another spot where people kind of just get their guy. So there's a couple names that we didn't say that could be in here, Mm -hmm. but I think we covered a lot of names here.
0: Yeah, and, and we can't stress how much, you know, I know everyone has numbers and algorithms and everyone puts in systems and we respect those guys a great deal. So we're anxious to see how this thing actually unfolds uh, Thursday night when it when it goes live. So excited that we get to do this for you guys. I also want to uh, just mention a couple things. Check out our Instagram page. We are currently putting latest information, breaking news, everything going on with the NFL just by following Guys Without Helmets on Instagram. You can also follow us on Twitter. We have a YouTube page, all by the same name. And, of course, we'd love it if you would like and share this podcast and let people know each week we're providing new and original material about pro and fantasy football. So you can also check us out online. We're going to put up this week uh, before the draft, we're going to put up each of our individual drafts as well as this mock draft, and you'll be able to have it, see it, and cross-reference it with this podcast. So once again, we appreciate you guys taking time out of your busy days to listen to this We look forward to giving you new content each week, and we will see you next week after the draft as we follow up right here on Guys Without Helmets.